Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Welcome to Straight Talk, Clear Decisions with Rick Saylor and co-host Eric Hamburg. As an investor, you should know what you're buying and what you're really holding. We'll demystify investing and lay it all out for you in easy-to-understand terms. Now, here's Rick and Eric. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Well, I'm Rick. And I'm Eric. And we are your Transparent Wealth Management hosts. Welcome to our show. Well, another happy Friday, my friend. Happy Friday to you too, sir. And uh, happy hour can't be far away. I know it's 10 o'clock here, but it's 5 o'clock somewhere. And it's about to be 5 o'clock here. It's been one of those weeks. It's been a... it has been. A yeah. crazy crunching week. Our, our processor slash customer service extraordinaire, Ryan, is now off at a wedding. So that's always interesting, uh, even on Fridays. Mm-hmm. We, we try to make that administrative day and radio day and all those kinds of things. But, you know, hey, we just, we Sometimes say TGIF, TGIF. <laughs> so, um, you know, we love this idea, Eric, about an end-to-end process. You know, the holistic wealth management model is just known. Uh, a lot of you listening out there may not be familiar with that vernacular, but uh, quite simply, it just means it's kind of like that end-to-end process that Steve Jobs created at Apple, where that he wanted to mitigate the dysfunction, and he actually accomplished that. You know, it was complimented by Bill Gates. Now, in our world, there's four pillars to the financial world. Uh, there's investing, there's taxes, there's uh, insurance, and there's estate planning. So in the world of investing, you know, this debate goes on, and I don't know why, you know, fee-based or commission-based, it should be in your best interest, it should be analyzed, and then you should know what you're buying, you know, why you're buying it, and what it's going to do for you. Yep. Taxes, you have both tax planning and preparation, so we uh, have partnered with a few CPAs in this area to do both the planning side and the preparation side. So you know you can go back two years to amend or refile a return. So if you found out you made a mistake, maybe we can go by, go back and help you. And if we can't help you, we know going forward not to step on that same landmine. Exactly. So I think about, you know, risk management or the world of insurance, and there's so much in that spectrum. You know, there's, uh, there's the new life insurance, long-term care-based stuff. There's just regular life insurance. There's... Uh, there's Medicare planning, there's all these uh, disability, all these types of things, uh, health insurance, that's certainly a big issue. So those are things that, you know, know what you're buying and make sure you're paying a fair price for it. So I'm reminded of that farmer's commercial where the kid's going to jump in and it looks like a big pond, which is what the, is the metaphor for what the coverage they think they have. And before he hits the pond, it's this little small thing. You know, that's actually what you have. And unfortunately, most people don't find that out until the claim time comes, which is the wrong time. So get that audited every couple of years. Get that checked out. We have some independent insurance people that can do that. Last pillar is estate planning and elder law. So this is you've grown your assets. You've accumulated your wealth. Now you got to make sure your estate, your legacy is in order so your loved ones receive your money, your assets, not the hospitals, attorneys, um, government, court, all that. So, you know, Make sure your estate is in order and also with the elder law attorneys, um, if you are aging or if you have parents that are aging and maybe get some spend down or you have some money that's maybe at stake of losing, you know, hook up with an elder law attorney or get some information so you can maybe keep more of what you have. 
And that's the uh, not the last or not the least, but the last. Yep. So uh, if you have a question today, feel free to call us in the final segment of our show. We will answer that question live on the air at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. We'll answer that question live. If you're a little bit shy, uh, send it to us, info at straighttalkcleardecisions.com. That's info at straighttalkcleardecisions.com. We'll pick that up on our feed or whether you you can tweet us and we pick it up. Yep. Um, so we're, at we're, Rick Tyrement, R-I-K-T-I-R-E-M-E-N-T. And we're also on Facebook, so if you want to send us a message on Facebook or um, follow us, we can answer that question on there as well. LinkedIn, all those. So, so, those, so like us, link up with us there. We can... We can interact, and, uh, you know, if it's, again, something more personal, we certainly can answer that off the air and follow up with you. So, you know, Eric, I've been looking at some of the things that are happening in the market. Now, here was an interesting thing I came across uh, just the other day. And I know you'll hear about all this thing with oil, and everybody talks about this because we feel that when we go to the pumps, don't we? We do. You know, and there's always this, this burning question. How come oil's at $55 a barrel or $40 a barrel or whatever it is at the given point in time and prices really drop ever so slowly but when we hear hey something's going on over there and saudi arabia is attacking iran and chasing isis it spikes 10 percent a day now here's like. some facts we like to separate the facts from the whatever from the fiction and uh, here's an interesting point according to the economist that it costs Oil producers in Saudi Arabia, which is OPEC's largest member, by the way, just $6 a barrel to bring oil up out of the ground. $6. So if you're at $60, that is 10 times. That's a 1,000%, right, mm-hmm. that they're making on a, on a barrel of oil. That's $60 a barrel. That's $60 a barrel. So wherever oil is, and we've heard price points at 70 seem to moderate the crazies around the globe uh, because they can run their economies. Everybody's, everybody, everybody who's commodity-based, they're all different. But I just find that amazing, mm-hmm. $6 a barrel. And so what's that tell you? The fracking revolution, get that right. Yep. It's America's future. It's how we're going to – we are bigger. We are a bigger energy producer than Saudi Arabia uh, in, in the biggest, well, we have a 100-plus-year supply in natural gas, and we're an 80-year high on oil. So you still got to wonder, why is, where did oil, 55, 56, closing in on 60? It's closing in on 60 this, as of this morning. You got to wonder. <laughs> so this next one that I saw, I thought this was interesting. You know, everybody's trying to guess where, we know, everybody, I think, knows that the Fed's going to raise rates. We have to. But you can't do it when you're – we're getting so many mixed signals. Like the first quarter numbers, would they come in on the GDP the other day? Was it 0.7, I think? Was it, no, was no, it no, no. They expected quarter? 1%. And what did they get? 0. 0.2. 0. 0.2, that's what it was. Yeah, one-fifth, mm-hmm. 80% less than what they thought. You know, ouch. Supposed to be, we're, <laughs> we're supposed to be one of the few countries that are growing. Let's lead the world down. <laughs> you know, but there's a lot of contributing factors, all kidding aside – one of the things that, that could quell any sense of recovery, and we are in a slow, moderate growth kind of cycle, is, you know, we look at when the Fed funds rate. That's what the Fed lends money to the banking system at. Now, the historical norm is what? Four and a half yep. percent. Four and a half. 
And we are now at 0.25 below that, right? So it's at an all-time low. That's good for servicing debt, because in case you're wondering, if you think rates are getting any lower, I, I think not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's something that we used to track. You know, you've heard some of we maybe made comments that, you know, the market has certainly not priced in a June rate increase. Well, here's an interesting factoid that the fund, the Fed funds futures market was priced in December 2014 to reflect a greater than 50 percent chance of a rate hike by the Fed no later than June of this year of this year. Now, recently, the Fed funds futures market was priced on April 20th, about a week ago, and it reflected a 2 percent chance that the Fed was going to raise rate in June. So the consensus seems to be September leaning into October and maybe bleeding into December. I've even heard it mentioned in the last week that it may be next year in 2016. Now, why is this important? Because neither the bond market or the stock market has priced this in. And a market is not running on fundamentals. It's running on stimulus. So I think that's important to know. It's important to track. Um, so that's some of the things we're using, you know, when we're drilling down on things to find out, uh, give an opinion on something. Um, how about this? Uh, everybody's talking about the U.S. debt ceiling. That's kind of an interesting one. It was, you know, you know, kind of like playing games with us right now. The U.S. debt ceiling, it was suspended for 13 months by Congress. You know, this was what, February of 2014 until March of this year of 2015. And the total of our nation's outstanding debt as of March 15th was $18.15 trillion. That became our new debt ceiling. And that was a trillion with a T, $18.152 trillion. Is that all? That's it. <laughs> that is it. However, <laughs> in six weeks since March, you know, the last six weeks since March 15th, the Treasury Department has initiated accounting maneuvers to delay an actual default by the U.S. government. So, you know, we're talking – we're hearing – Greece defaulting on their debt. We're not mentioning the U.S. right now because we just keep raising well, our debt. Yeah, well, we're, we're the biggest horse in the herd, you know. We're uh, and just a little couple other factoids. Over over th- over three 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 trillion dollars was taken in taxes this year, which was a record high. Now, under the current administration, whether you like them or hate them, here's another factoid: over four hundred and twenty-two new taxes. Yep. I think. In, implemented by the Obama administration, uh, not counting, you know, the 20 taxes under the uh, Unaffordable Affordable Care Act. So, I mean, that's a massive tax increase. Now, a little factoid on that when we look at taxes, you know, you hear about this, uh, what do I want to call it? Be careful. Yeah, be careful what you say. <laughs> you know, it's, it's class warfare, right? Well, here's some facts. The bottom 60% of taxpayers, that's 6 out of 10, are estimated to pay less than 3% of the federal income taxes for 2014. So they're less than 3% of the $3 trillion, which means that 40% pay 97% of the taxes. Of the tax bill. So you gauge for yourself whether you think that's fair or there's parity or whatever. Um, the bottom line is that, you know, that's that, those are the numbers. Mm-hmm. So that's a nice little thing to break out at the uh, – at the cocktail party. <laughs> if nice, you want to get a nice, nice neutral conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I look at this thing and, and as far as with the debt ceiling, and we love to, we're realists. 
So there's both sides of this equation. You know, people think, and I heard a great example uh, by Dr. Ben Carson, one of the best illustrations I've ever heard on this. If you want to get a concept of a trillion dollars, start counting one number per second. Now, assuming when you go to a thousand, you can continue that, and you can't. You know, it would take you something like 457,000 years to get to one to trillion. count to one trillion. Now we have 18 of those. You know, so it's obviously a big challenge. Now, on the optimistic side, you know, energy is our key to the future. That is the new middle class. And, and interestingly enough, I just saw something, heard something last week that, you know, it's being touted where our unemployment numbers dropped to 5.5. However, what's not in the narrative is that two states account for the lion's share of that number, which are North Dakota and Texas, Texas. and what are their, what are their uh, mainstays for jobs? Energy. Energy and fracking. So the very thing they're opposing is the very thing that's dropping that number, but you don't hear them say that. Now, we got to get this right. And if you want a good read on a book, if you're a reader, pick up this book. I'm, I don't get any royalties or anything off this, but it's by Russell Gold, and it's called The Boom. And I think the second subtitle was How America, you know, grew out of its uh, whatever, the next uh, cycle or whatever, you know, or, you know for, for um, expansion. Because it's, it's too important not to get this right. As we said before, you know, and that book has got the good, bad, and ugly of fracking. Mm -hmm. he, he doesn't pull any punches. He doesn't slant one way. You know, and he basically says, we got to get this right. If we don't do this, this $18 trillion could kill us. Yep. You know, and that's, that's just, uh, those are the facts. So just like Joe Friday on Friday. Joe Friday on Friday. Okay, so some interesting things here. Um, you know, as far as creditors, you know, let's see, what is the outstanding government debt as of 228.15 was $18.2 And that was comprised of $13.1 held by investors known as debt held by the public, which are bonds. Um, the 5.1 trillion held by the U S government entities like social security, trust fund, et cetera, is 47% of the 13 points. So it's almost half of the 13.1 trillion held by non U S citizens. Um, Japanese, what were 47% of the 13 is held by non U S citizens. So that's less than half. I think we actually hold more. Again, we still hold more of our own debt than anybody else. else. So when you hear these things about, hey, look out for, you know, China, well, here's some factoids. The Japanese investors hold 9.4% of the 13.1 trillion, 1.2, and just fractionally more than the treasury debt held by Chinese investors. So China's still behind Japan, who is friendly to us. You hear about what happens when China calls the debt. What happens when we call our own debt? <laughs> we That's got 40, we got 53% of it. Mm-hmm. So we're still the uh, the lion's share of this. So again, you, you, the facts are really what we want to we want to look at. So um, just interesting things. Thought we would open it with uh, a few factoids here that um, you know maybe give you a little better perspective on the market, what's happening economically. Here's one more in parting. You know, five years later, as of Friday, April twenty fourth, only four banks one two three four four banks have failed year to date and required a bailout from the FDIC. At the same date in 2010, 57 banks had failed year to date. That's a huge difference. That's a sign that the economy is improving. We're coming, stabilizing. We're coming out of that 
you know, uh, what I want to say, the crisis point. But, you know, I still got to say there's some things that concern us as far as, say, the, uh, you know, the price of stocks, P.E. ratios. And we mentioned this last week on our show. You know, price to earnings ratios, the price of the stock to the earnings they spin off. But what about, tell the listeners about what a cyclically adjusted price to earnings ratio is a cyclical, and where it's at. It, um, if you go back, just showing you where it's at right now to give you a little better perspective, we're at, I think it's a tad under 28. It's like 27.2. If you go back in history, the only other two times the CAPE, the cyclically adjusted P.E. ratio, C-A-P-E, was higher than it is currently was in 1929 and 2007. Just before a crash of 83%. 83% and 51% in 2008. Ouch. So Now, we're not saying the market's going to crash. What we're saying is you've got to pay attention to the warning signs. You have to look at, you know, just because you like a stock doesn't mean you have to buy it every single day. You want to buy it at good points. Where's a good, where's a good entry point? When you're looking at everything is overvalued, it's just like when you go to buy a car. Are you going to pay more than what the car is worth? No. You might like the car. Wait for it to come on sale maybe. Now, one of the things that we might mention in this is that, you know, we're the commentary you hear us running on using demographics in our practice. This is the work of H.S. Den, and obviously nobody has a crystal ball. You can't forecast what's going to happen. And the opinions we're going to express today are going to be ours. Clearly ours, not our broker-dealer. You know, we are registered investment advisors as well as under a broker-dealer, NPC. These are our opinions. And anything today is educational uh, should not constitute investment advice, tax or legal advice, and you should always consult with qualified financial, legal, or tax people or real estate prior to taking any action. It just makes sense. So today, Eric, we're going to talk about a very good topic, a timely topic, one that keeps coming around and keeps coming up. It won't stay down. And the question is, is your financial advisor clueless about retirement planning? And we actually have some tough questions that should be asked. So you need to get a pencil and paper handy, but at the end of the show, if you ask us, you know, just request it. Uh, it's Straight Talk, info at Straight Talk Clear Decisions, or call us at 866-472-5790, and we'll send you this list of questions. But we're going to delve into these, and we've got, what, about 25 or so? There's quite a few. We'll see how many we get through today. It seems hey, like this I'm hour game. comes and goes pretty quickly. I'm game. I like a challenge. I like a challenge. Be sure and go on to our website as well, uh, was it www.straighttalkcleardecisions.com. You can request our e-newsletter, absolutely free subscription. I write a view every week there, or sometimes, he's, you know, we're going to be traveling here, so we're going to have some guest views. But uh, much like our show, it's information you can use. You know, yeah. we've got a, a view on the market, or overview overall on a topic. We have our recipe. We have a philosophical quote. We have the headlines and the – I love that views – Mm-hmm. You know, it comes out the the demographics group that says this is what happened and this is what it means to you. Simplifies it and breaks it down so you understand it. We have a golf tip of the week. We've got a, our speaking schedule, not just the radio, but all the speaking events that we do. Um, we also, you know, as Rick mentioned at the beginning of the show, we pride ourselves on having that holistic view. So it's not just money um, papers and investment decisions. We've got a state white a state planning white papers. We have insurance white papers. We have tax planning white papers and research reports. So get on the website, straighttalkcleardecisions.com. Check it out. Ask for anything and everything on there. And if we have any left, we'll be more than happy to provide it. So, you know, when we look at this topic, is your financial advisor clueless about retirement planning? Well, here's a couple of things to consider. You know, like ask yourself, what kind of conversations are you having with your financial advisor? 
Are they just focused on returns or are they, you know, on how they compare to the market? Because it's much more than that. You know, are they talking to you? Are you talking to your advisors about strategies on how you would draw money from your IRA or 401k in order to avoid what could be tens of thousands of dollars in taxes and penalties? Have you had a, the tough conversation about how to protect a surviving spouse from significant changes to their taxes and Social Security benefits? Has your advisor explained exactly how and when to optimize those Social Security benefits, including if you're eligible for any additional benefits that aren't listed on that, on that uh, Social Security statement you receive? And have you addressed how to protect yourself from skyrocket, the skyrocketing cost of health care or if you should even consider long-term care insurance? And I'm going to tell you what, Eric, this is just the tip of the iceberg. But these, these are the tough questions that we're going to give you today and the conversations you should be having with your advisor. And unfortunately, most people are only getting a small sliver of the entire story. So the question is, are you getting the whole picture or are you just getting a piece of it? Well, in this next segment, the next two segments, one and a half, we're going to explore the critical components of a comprehensive retirement game plan so that you're sure that you're getting the whole picture. That's right. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your transparent wealth management host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings Hey, what about estate planning? An up-to-date will guarantees you're going to go through probate And without, well, don't worry about it, the government will decide for you The three enemies to an estate today are Number one, the federal inheritance tax Two, probate And number three, income tax so your choices here are you can give all your money away. That might not be any fun. You may need it. Or you can create a trust to hold those assets. And remember, you don't have to own the assets to enjoy the benefits. So a revocable living trust can help avoid the expenses and costly delays of probate, and along with a living will, power of attorney, durable health care power of attorney. So be sure and ask about our attorney partners today for a free consultation. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, have you heard about the new long-term care alternatives? Many of you may know how I managed my mother's care, and I took her through her money in the spend-down into the veterans' benefits. My father was a two-time Korean War vet and right into the Medicaid. She started out at $2,700 a month in assisted living, and at the end of her life, two years later, it was over 8000 the three concerns I hear the most about long-term care insurance protection is that it's expensive, the premiums are rising, and I may never use it. Well, why don't you try what I did? I bought a life insurance long-term care. They can't cancel me. The premiums can never go up. And, oh, yeah, I can spend that death benefit before I die if I'm critically, chronically, or terminally ill. Be sure and ask your advisor today. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Money 
joy it brings. Straight Talk, Clear Decisions radio show with Fernandez Holistic Wealth Management host Rick Saylor and Eric Hamburg. So on this topic, Eric, you know, is your financial advisor clueless about retirement planning? You know, how do you know this? How do you find these things out? Well, I first, think, I think first you got to be able to ask the right questions. That's where the questions you know the right the questions to ask. It's just about anything. You know, you don't necessarily feel like you've got an answer unless you can ask those intelligent questions, and that's what we're here to do, to tell what those questions are, to ask them, and to make sure they can explain to you what those answers are, what their process is, or why they do certain things. But if you don't know what questions to ask, where do you know where to begin? So we might as well get into them, because we got a bunch to cover here. We do. So, you know, the first one is, do you know exactly how and when I should be taking my Social Security benefit? Follow up with this other one. Are there other benefits I'm eligible for that are not on my statement? Now, why is that important? Well, in income planning, and we've said this before, we've got another show if you want to go listen to that archive. First of all, Social Security is not the butt end of jokes. Um, There's three things I can tell you about it, is that it cannot legally go broke. It's an all-or-nothing system. It's smart planning. All-or-something system. Yes, all-or-something. Thank you. Uh, not the all or nothing that we hear about. So, and the last one is, you know, coordinating this with smart withdrawal strategies can help your money and your savings investment last as long as you do. So we have seen numbers that say that an income source like this, treat it like a pension because, you know, getting a smart strategy, for example, if you wait, but the difference between age 62 and 70 is 50, age 70, by the way, age 62 and age 50, uh, 70, is 57% difference for life. It's an increase. Increase, more. Not counting the cost of living adjustments, which have been 2.8% since 1951 yep. or so. So when we look at that, we've heard also from other sources that that accounts, that can be as high as somewhere between 1% to 3% more return comparatively in a portfolio over your entire lifetime. And that's massive. It is. So, I mean, this is important. So if you're, if your advisor is not even talking to you about this and why would they not talk about it? Cause they don't get paid to do it. Yep. And one of the things too, that's not on your statement, people think, well, it's just my, it's just my benefit. Well, there's really three types of benefits. Usually the widow's benefit. Oh, you got um, retirement, retirement, spousal, and survivor. And survivor. So it's not just you. It's about you and your family or you and your spouse and, you know, maximizing it. So ask about Social Security because, you know, I don't think before it used to be – it could be uh, the income it can generate. What did they say? There's 3,172 different combinations. Combinations. 3,172. That's all? That's it. That's all you got? <laughs> For right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, those are important things. And again, because of when you're looking at how you're going to make money, you say, well, what am I going to live on if I don't take Social Security at 62? Well, consider this. If you have a, which we'll get into a little later, if you have an advisor that get paid by assets under management or a fee-based manager, which we do, we do everything, um, their money that they're advising because their paycheck potentially could go down. Now, I look at it the other way, and when we do financial plans, comprehensive financial plans, have we ever seen a financial plan not show more success when they delay Social Security? And, not, and that's initially, that's just retirement income. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about 
but we see it on spousal. You know, sometimes you say, hey, well, you can, and there's all kinds of options here. We're not going to get into that today. But, well, you know, I'm going to touch on it. So file and suspend or a restricted application. We're feeling, you know, we're feeling good on Friday. Generous, yeah. So, I mean, these are important things. So if they're not having these conversations, because you can't call up Social Security and get these answers. And it's they're not, not advisors. On, and it's not on the application. You have to write it in for the That's most right. part. So you got to get this right. It's huge. It's huge in terms of not outliving your income, which is the number one fear, according to a Gallup poll a year ago, among baby boomers. So that was the number one. And kind of what goes hand in hand with that is, when can I claim Medicare and what will it cover? Where's Jeff Hendricks when you need him? <laughs> That's the two questions. As soon as we hear that question, it's, all right, here's, the, here's Jeff Hendricks' card, and we'll hook you guys up and let him go. But it's, you know. You know How about some simple things? Like, do you have to, cl- do you have to file wow. at 65? Well, certain parts you do, and if you don't file, I think it's part B. It's a 10% penalty every year. Now, the exception is if you're still working. And you're covered. Or if you're covered under somebody who's still working, you can't delay. But the window for that, once you quit, is something like six months from that point. The clock starts ticking. And you can get a 10% premium penalty that you can never get away from. So when those go up, that's compounded in, what I want to say, reverse inflation. Yeah. You know? Because, you know, you get a cost of living adjustment in Social Security. Well, when those premiums go up, that's going to compound that. You know, one of the thing, the misunderstandings of Medicare is every year in the window season, which I believe is end of October through beginning of December. I don't know the actual dates. That's your window season when you can go and change. I think it's October 15th to December 7th. Yeah, it's something. Right, that seems about right. And it, I don't know if they move slightly, but. It's the open window season, but what that does, it allows you to change your Medicare plan. So if, you know, you're, you know, you're going to be jumping on certain prescriptions for the next year or you're going to have this physical therapy, you might want to maybe get a plan that's going to have, that's going to cover more of that type of benefit than something that you're going to pay more out of pocket. And I'm going to say you may want to look at the alphabet soup plan, you know, um, with the show that we did with Jeff Hendricks, I think it was back in November. It was during the open season. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that should be archived on our, both our website, straighttalkcleardecisions.com and also the voice America, but uh critical, critical choices to be made there that are, you know, impactful for the rest of your life, and heaven forbid, I mean, do you need a supplement? I mean, those are all the things, and I think Jeff has a giveaway for that that, that was a great uh, closing piece on that is assuming you're covered for everything in Medicare, a husband or, you know, husband, a wife, a spouse, if they have all the, all the coverage, they're going to pay up to $9,000 just for Medicare each year in retirement. It's 4500 a person. So have you planned for a $9,000 annual premium basically and hoping that's going to cover every sort of health care you need for the rest of your life like scooby said if you didn't rut row <laughs> so i look at this you know uh it, it you know what will it cover well i can tell you one thing it's not going to cover is long-term care and um again we have hoping to get a guest on the show to talk about alzheimer's because it's just a huge and exploding you know disease I know personally that uh, this touched me personally with um, several members of my family, my maternal grandmother, now my maternal, one of my maternal aunts, and my mother had, uh, you know, dementia, uh, maybe not full-blown Alzheimer's, but, you know, it has that same kind of, you know, kind of effect. So, you know, do you need long-term care insurance? Well, a couple shows ago, we talked about, about, uh, can't remember who did that survey, but a 318000 dollar out-of-pocket estimated expense for a couple 
you know, long-term care. So, you know, the question is, are you going to pay it yourself? Or because if you don't get insurance, that's okay. You just have to make sure you've got the money managed properly so that you can pay for it yourself. Hmm. Because I got news for you. You look at that demographic train coming into the station. There are 92 million baby boomers born between 1932 and 64. Lay that down like a train. The engine of that train is 83 this year and the caboose is 51. 10,000 baby boomers a day turn in 65. If you don't think that's going to impact the cost, you know, you're just not awake. And this could be one of those deals. This could be a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I saw my mother trying to take care of my dad. And there are a lot of resources. There's a lot of maybe long-term care insurance isn't the answer. Maybe you're a vet and you got coverage under that. But knowing what the veterans' benefits are, you know, and my mom got those as a spouse. My dad was a two-time Korean War vet. So we're dealing with that generation of the front wave of baby boomers that, you know, saw active duty. And it's just good to know. So reach out to us. Ask us. One of the questions I know uh, I always hear is, well, you know, I know somebody they pay three or 4000 bucks a month for that care. Well, that cares that the amount's going to differentiate. We have clients today that pay about $2,000 a month, and we have some clients in the upper end that pay almost $12,000 a month for this care. So it's not, you know, how much am I paying or, or my brother, my sister, my neighbor's paying this amount. It's going to depend on the services. So you can't just, you know, put a, uh, a fake number out there and say, I'm going to pay 4000 a month because it's really going to depend on what your issues are. And just one parting note, you know, there's different forms of this. We uh, We don't get into this, but... You know, traditional long-term care is use it or lose it, and we're seeing huge premium increases on that. So there's some alternatives that have, like what I personally bought was life insurance-based long-term care where I've got a death benefit of a million dollars, and I can actually start spending down the death benefit. Tax-free. Tax-free before I die. Now, there's triggering events. It's all over the chart. I'm not going to get into this. But, you know, that's a huge pool of money I can use, and if I just die, it pays out tax-free to my heirs. So, you know, you know somebody's going to get the benefit. You just don't know who. Just don't know be. who. So if you want to find out about the new form there, then and there's rules and guidelines. you got to qualify medically. So it's not uh, not a simple discussion, but one that needs to be had. Next one here is, as a financial advisor or retirement advisor, how do you provide value? And I think this is probably one of the more critical questions to ask is, you know, I can go buy a stock by myself. I can go buy a mutual fund by myself. You know, well, what type of value, what do you bring to the table? And that's, and, that's, and that's huge because you have to understand what's their process. You know, is it just well, investing like they want to or is it, you know, is it based on your goals, your vision, your values? And I think the next one really is it dovetails into here. Do you provide a comprehensive retirement planning process? You know, do you, or do you provide comprehensive retirement planning? Because it's planning. That's why we're talking about, you talk about income planning, social security optimization, you know, estate planning, this holistic approach, we call it. You know, these are the things that bring value. And maybe somebody says, hey, I got that all covered. So maybe you don't want to hire a retirement advisor. You're picking your own, you know, investments and you're doing okay on yourself. And you've covered everything else. So maybe you don't need to work with somebody. Save the money. Or if you're working with somebody and they do the estate planning, they do the taxes, they do the investments, and they do the insurance. You know, it's more about a team approach. And that's what we've, you know, that's what we're big on as a team. You know, have the expert in that field. We're on the money side. We've got the tax partners that do taxes. We have the insurance partners that do insurance. We can let the attorneys handle the estate planning. And it's making sure they're all working together. So how about that next one? Let's see here. Do you have advanced financial planning education or do you have experience? 
You know, it's nothing. It might not be the the letters behind your name. It's what type of markets have you been through? Have you? Well, I look at for example, let's use ourselves, and I don't want to shine a light on us, but you know, like us, there's an immense amount of resources that are made available to you because the the most educated, the most informed investors are the ones we like to work with. Now, people come into us and they don't understand it. Some people say, "Hey, just take care of this." Well, that's fine too. But the one thing that we will continue and you should look for is somebody who's continually and willing to educate you. They're not afraid of, of telling you how this thing works. Um, and we're not. It should be transparent, which is why our motto and our one of our trademarks is transparent wealth management for that very reason. Now, that comes up to this next one. How do you get paid? Now, I've been fond of saying, and you have as well, Eric, I want to know how everybody's paid so I know how I'm going to make money. Mm-hmm. So here's the one of the questions. I'll make it real simple. Are you fee-based or commission-based? Now, there's not an either-or here. The answer is yes. You need both of these because sometimes people are better off just to pay a commission. It'll fix the solution, and it's better for you as an investor. And other times, it's better to have it actually advisory, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've gotten this question a number of times. Well, can I just hire you, you know, for advice? Well, sure. Well, understand one thing we're not going to do. Colonel Sanders wouldn't do this. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, nobody is going to tell you what their recipe is. I'm not giving you specific trades because I'm not going to be held responsible for that. I will give you sectors I like. I will tell you what, you know, what the tide is rising. You know, we can have general conversations, but it won't cross the line into actual portfolios. Mm-mm. Uh, because that is our recipe. So then that's fair, you know. Uh, but I don't think that anybody that you ask should be ashamed of telling you how they get paid. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a key thing in determining if I know, now let's just, let's just look at this realistically. Everybody has self-interest. If somebody says to me, oh, I don't care how I get paid, either number one, you're not telling me the truth, or B, you're not aware, and either one of those work very well for me. Mm-hmm. And it- you should be very proud of it. And I would say this, let me turn that around. It's not just what it, what it costs you, right, in fees. It's what we pay, what you get paid. What do you get paid when the market goes up, and what do you get paid when the market goes down? Two sides to every coin because it's the losses that have the hugest impact in retirement planning. Yep. If you lose 50%, you gotta make a hundred percent just to get back to where you started. You know what our motto is: don't lose fifty. <laughs> it's easy. So you know, I, I, I don't. It's not funny, but I hear it all the time. Well, you know, um, I do it myself, so there is no fee. Well, there is a fee. It's not necessarily a fee. It's a cost to you if you're riding the market up you and down. Be, you could be the most expensive financial advisor out there. Correct. Because if the market, like you look at the S and P five hundred, which is an index you cannot directly in, invest into, and right now in the last six years, that's rewarded you pretty handsomely. What's it about over two hundred and five percent? Yeah, which is the longest run in the history of the market. March tenth, twenty fifteen, marked the sixth year of the bull run. Now the question is, will it continue to go up another two hundred and five percent? Are we long overdue for some considerable pullback, pullback and correction? Mm-hmm. Because like you mentioned with the, the cyclically adjusted price-earning ratios, those are a little spooky. Yep. Um, you know, there's some free information here. Be sure and ask us in, in the next segment, the final segment of the show, we're going to carve out some time to take live questions. 
at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Or if you're a little bashful, don't hear yourself on the air. That's okay, too. Info at straighttalkcleardecisions.com. Info at straighttalkcleardecisions.com. Or tweet us, at retirement, and we'll answer it right on the air. So either way, anyway, we want to give you, the listeners out there, answers to questions uh, that you need. And if you want it answered off the air, let us know that, too. We'd be glad and happy to follow up. We have a free giveaway uh, that we're given. We offered this last week, and because our phenomenal response, we're doing we're, it again. We're doing it again. So, a financial organizer. Now, what's the value of this? Yeah, in dollars, it's one of these things where I love that Visa commercial where it's priceless. You know, the paper, the components. I don't know. It's one hundred and fifty dollars. You know, with with the compiling of this, I'm going to tell you what. The value of knowledge. Knowledge is power, and the value of that is priceless. There's a there's a um, what is the glossary in there? It's a glossary. It's a leather-bound zipper um, port, uh, portfolio. Basically, has the, the a calculator inside there. Um, has a glossary. So we give you kind of like a financial dictionary. You hear somebody talking about something, you don't understand what it means. It's more than likely in there. We've got a place where you can put your statements. We've got a place where you can put your information. You know, if you have any CDs, you have any safety deposit boxes, where they're located. Um, it's just a nice organizer to get yourself organized if you're not. And if you are, maybe you can consolidate a lot of stuff and put it in one place. But it's, it's an absolute free giveaway. So how many people do you want to give this to? I'm thinking, what, the first 10? First 10 callers, first or the 10. first 10 emails? First 10 contacts we get, we're going to give that to. Absolutely free, no obligation, no cost. So stay with us. We're going to stay on this topic. Is your financial advisor clueless about retirement planning? And try these tough questions to find out. We're, we're only scratching the surface and getting through this, but we are going to get to the bottom of this. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your no-nonsense host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, have you heard about the new long-term care alternatives? Many of you may know how I managed my mother's care, and I took her through her money in the spend-down, into the veterans' benefits. My father was a two-time Korean War vet, and right into the Medicaid. She started out at $2,700 a month in assisted living, and at the end of her life, two years later, it was over 8000 The three concerns I hear the most about long-term care insurance protection is that it's expensive, the premiums are rising, and I may never use it. Well, why don't you try what I did? I bought a life insurance long-term care. They can't cancel me. The premiums can never go up. And, oh, yeah, I can spend that death benefit before I die if I'm critically, chronically, or terminally ill. Be sure and ask your advisor today. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, what about estate planning? An up-to-date will guarantees you're going to go through probate, and without, well, don't worry about it, the government will decide for you. The three enemies to an estate today are, number one, the federal inheritance tax, two, probate, and number three, income tax. 
So your choices here are you can give all your money away. That might not be any fun. You may need it. Or you can create a trust to hold those assets. And remember, you don't have to own the assets to enjoy the benefits. So a revocable living trust can help avoid the expenses and costly delays of probate, and along with a living will, power of attorney, durable health care power of attorney. So be sure and ask about our attorney partners today for a free consultation. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions Radio Show with your no nonsense host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. Eric, there's a lot of social media that we're on. Uh, Quickly, if you want to tell our listeners how they can track us, follow us. Yep. So if you're uh, on Twitter, it's at Rick Tirement, R I K T I R E M E N T. We're on LinkedIn, and we're also on Facebook at Rick Saylor Financial. So get on there, follow us, like us. Ask for any of the free giveaways, um, and we'll be more than happy to get it out to you. You can also visit our website, straighttalkcleardecisions.com. And if you like hearing yourself on the air, give us a call, and we'll take a live questions from anybody and anybody, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Well, I'm fearless, and you just scared me with that offer. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody and everybody. Just we'll give see. us a good question. Give us a good question. I know we've done a lot of teaching and get done a lot of invites. We get some good questions. If not, all the we're time. pretty good at redirecting non-investment questions. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so here's quick five things. I want to just give you, you. You're listening here, and you're going, "Hey, I'm not really getting something much of value." You know the five signs you need a financial advisor. Here's quickly what I would say: You're receiving, or the warning flags. You're receiving a tax refund every year. You don't know how much you pay for your investments. You don't have a strategy for down markets. You are not sure if you are saving enough money. And you have not set up a survivor or legacy plan. So if you can answer yes or no or I don't know to any of those questions. If you're positive on all five of those, then you're good. If not, you may want to consider some of the rest of these questions that we're going to ask. Mm -hmm. So let's take these next kind of in a group, these next three. Who's actually managed my investments? What's your track record and what's your background? Well, you know, those are important. Are they a just a gatherer of money? You know, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing because some people are, you know, better, uh, you know, managers of managers. Yep. We do some of that. When we find that, you know, we're not picking things that we like, we may find somebody we think is representing a sector better for us. We have no qualms and, and we like the cost that we see in it for the for the benefit that we're receiving. Yep. And we can see the track record. You know, the other, in regards to a track record, to giving, you know, one investment or one team or one firm one year's worth of performance, it's not necessarily an accurate picture. If you timed it right and you got in at the bottom of the market and the stock market just went through the roof, you might think they're the best investor in the world and maybe they got lucky, maybe they are good. You know, look at for a time frame. Typically it's two to three years. In those two to three years, you're probably going to see some sort of correction in the market and how they reacted and how your Although portfolio. the last six we haven't. We haven't, which could be ever more but let me Let me interject a thought here, Eric. You know, it's not just about, hey, do I have a five-star fund, right? You know, in the Morningstar rating system. 
Uh, you know, it's more like this. How much of the upside of the market, what percentage of the upside of the market is this model? Make sure it's risk-adjusted, right? How much of the upside of the market am I catching, and how much of the downside am I going to catch? Because that's, you know, upside, downside of the market are quantifiable components, and portfolios can illustrate, and, and then a separate component altogether is dividends. Yep. Dividends are, are, are tracked in that. So you look at, ask the question, what's your total rate of return? Mm-hmm. If you're a dividend, you know, focused person, which quite frankly, right now in this market, we are. Yep. And you also, you know, if they have an answer, that means they probably have some sort of process or some sort of strategy, which is very important and critical, especially in today's market. So how about this one? Are you a fiduciary? What does that mean? Are you a fiduciary? You have to not just work in um, your client's best interest, but it's got to be suitable. And that's very, very important because, you know, one client might be long-term growth oriented. The other client might be very, very, very conservative. And you can kind of touch off, you know, you can put one, one investment one way, the other investment the other way. But it's that last part is, is it suitable? That's what we take on very proudly is, you know, we're not just here to sell you something because it fits you. We want to make sure it's suitable for you as well. Well, and that's uh, suitability, I think, is, is just kind of the general, because I think about Goldman Sachs, who sold what they call long and short positions to different investors. Uh, we could not solicit to somebody under a suitability. That, that met the suitability requirement. So in 2007, before the mortgage market collapsed, you know, Goldman Sachs was selling upside and downside positions. And, you know, we couldn't do that if we said, hey, look, we think this is a bubble. It's going to crash. It's going to pop. Um, I cannot submit that as a solicited position. It's not if you insist that you want me to place that order, then that's what I'll do. But I'm, I'm not recommending you do that. So that's the difference. Fiduciary also encompasses a little bit more, and that is taking ownership. That's a good way to think of it. Mm-hmm. So as registered investment advisors, we have the ability to go on to multiple platforms and work with those investment build models and in some form or fashion help execute those, those trades uh, along with your help, you know, in a, in a very timely fashion that helps you achieve that risk-reward relationship. So I think that's important because, you know, far too many are not fiduciaries. They're not taking ownership. You know, look at some of these other things quickly, uh, just planning type stuff. How and when do I withdraw money from my retirement accounts without paying unnecessary taxes, fees, and penalties? So there's a lot of strategies. You could be younger than 59 and a half. You can still avoid these. There's, there's strategies to yep. this. And the other thing to remember, if you are a baby boomer, the majority of your money is more than likely in 401k or retirement plans. So almost all your withdrawals are going to be taxable. So now it's being very efficient on when and how you take those withdrawals from those accounts. So about a couple of planning things here. Um, what happens to the surviving spouse if one of us dies early in retirement? Well, that's a huge question. Yep. Unless you want your spouse, your surviving spouse, to show up at your grave and leave a gift every day <laughs> that you don't like. Of course, you won't be here. But uh, no kidding. I mean, this is, this is a serious topic. And, uh, you know, and what if, you know, mental capacity is talking about my, uh, my mother's situation. What if I'm incapable of making decisions and how are they going to be handled? I mean, that's, and who will handle them? There's, there's basically four documents sh- for sure everybody should have, and one of them is a financial power of attorney and a health care power of attorney, living will and a will. If you're a candidate for a trust, which I think far more people are than not, mm-hmm. just avoid probate, keep things private, and maintain control. But those are all things that can be explored. And again, find a partner. If they don't have a partner here 
that they should be able to connect you with somebody who's capable, competent, and competitive, you know, then um, it's just hard to kind of go through the phone book. Yeah. Or, and, you know, one of the other questions is what's the most efficient way I can pass along my wealth to my kids and my grandkids? A multitude. It's not just about growing your assets. It's about passing them to the next generation. So when they receive that asset or that charity receives that money, they're getting the most of it. They're not going to lose, you know, 25% of it right off the bat to taxes if possible. Here's a huge one, and this would be a whole show in and of itself. How can I pay for skyrocketing costs in healthcare. You know, those are estimated to rise substantially. We've given some numbers in the past shows, but the number two concern among baby boomers, and rightfully so, uh, 63% or something said, I'm afraid I'm going to sustain a, you know, a health expense or illness or something I can't pay for. Yeah. I mean, this could be a game changer. So a couple down here as we wind down, then we're going to open up for the questions. Um, What are the rules regarding taking money out of my retirement plan? So, you know, many, many and often. Right. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Depends on the plan they're in. Right. Because every employer has its own set of rules and not every single one of them is the same as the other. And that that is their role as a uh, as an administrator. And, and again, all those rules, we have to actually we do three way calls regularly with our clients and or prospects to find out what the rules are, what those rules are. And make sure you don't step on a landmine because you've got to be considering all aspects you know, how much in, of my income can I replace in retirement? That's the golden question right there. Well, and that also answers another one, doesn't it? Am I going to outlive my money? Yep. So, is a, and how much am I going to spend? You know, we talked about that a couple of shows again. Are you going to live lavish? Are you going to live more lean? And I it, mean, that's, that's up to you. But, you know, this, uh, this replacement of income and, and how, what that lifestyle, that standard is going to look like, is it dependent largely on that, and it should be something that should be done in a dynamic and integrated financial plan. Yep. All right. Well, as far as how does an advisor get paid, can I pay you by the hour? Now, we kind of address this one. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be a limited amount of services and information. You're not going to get portfolios, typically. Um, You're going to get sectors. You know, hey, I like a trending sector. You know, healthcare, for example, 92 million baby boomers turn in, uh, you know, on this wave of this train, the front wave's 83 and the caboose is 51, and it's just going to keep coming. It's going to drive up the cost. So I look at a sector as healthcare and say, looks like a growing demand. Is it all going to be profitable? I don't think so. So here maybe are the sectors we like. You go find your own representations for those sectors. Yep. And here's a, here's a huge one. Are you always legally bound to act in my best interest? Well, here's something to write down. What is their investment policy statement? IPS, investment policy statement. We, for seven, eight years, have been under a, uh, a rule that requires us that we cannot make advice, take, give you advice that's not in your best interest. Now, that is what, Eric, we were talking about fiduciary kind of dovetails into that. You know, the difference between uh, just meeting suitability requirements yep. versus is this in your best interest? That's huge. And, and not, we are bound. We are bound by that. And you should always seek out somebody who and is. And not everybody in the investment field is, bo- is bound by that. So that's an important question to ask. You might, don't assume that they are bound. You know, make sure that they are. Well, we know what assume is, right? <laughs> we won't say that on the air. Ask you me. So um, our free giveaway today, if you've got a question, you know, one of the questions we typically get 
and I guess we really only have time for one. It is a very common question is, you know, again, and how, how, what was the best, one of the best guidelines I can use? Everybody has got, I've got two people, they're both doing these things. What's my best guideline? How do you feel? Go with your gut. I like this person. I connect with them. When I ask a question, they're prompt, their service team supports. I mean, all that, all that goes into that. But how do I feel about that organization? How do I feel about when I'm sitting there? And I, you know, you have an intuition, ladies, that us guys have to work harder at. But over 32 years of doing this and everything else, I've developed a little bit of that. And I know when I'm sitting there, I'm just saying, I just don't feel good. I just don't feel right with this person. So I, I think that's a deciding factor, it's ultimately, a, if you have two that look the same. It's a relationship. You both got to be happy, not just one of you. And if one of you isn't happy, it's typically not going to work out in the long run. Exactly. Call the first 10 callers or, or contacts to us. will get the free financial organizer, priceless, $150 value, free to you. Full of uh, pack full of information and just little slots in there. You can put statements and information and state planning stuff, everything kind of A to Z. So uh, another good show. It is. So you know, they can go onto our website and pick up some good things. Yes, yeah, straighttalkcleardecisions.com. Go and ask for any of the free white papers on there, whether it's on investing, whether it's taxes, whether it's insurance or estate planning. And, you know, you know, follow us on Facebook, Rick Saylor Financial. You get some uh, live up-to-date feeds and news um, each and every day. Well, you've been listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions show, and we really appreciate you joining us. I'm your host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. Your life.